This is our fourth session, although you don't have to do them in order, on Psalm 8 and its uses in the New Testament, and we're going to look at its use in Hebrews chapter 2 today, but let's remind ourselves of the structure of Psalm 8 that we've seen. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And then the first section where God shows the peculiar kind of majesty that he has by stilling his enemies through the mouths of babes and infants. In other words, God shows his majesty, not with raw power, but by using weak things to accomplish great things. And then, secondly, he does the same thing in ruling the world through weak man. So he draws attention to the majesty of God. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you've set in place. In other words, you are very, very great. But what is man? He's so small. He's insignificant. And yet you crown him with glory and honor and you give him dominion over the works of your hands and you put all things under his feet. And we saw in our third session, and I'll point it out again here, that it doesn't look that way. It isn't true today that man has dominion over the works of God's hands because many of the works of God's hands in nature destroy man. Man doesn't have uh, control over nature. Nature floods man and bakes man and pours tsunamis over man and, and, and all these beasts and creatures. They're not under his feet. They're killing him with with all kinds of diseases and mal- malaria and blindness. And so man is fallen and sinful and this dominion here and this all things being under his feet is just not a reality. And Paul dealt with that. And now let's see how Hebrews deals with it. So here we are at Hebrews 2, 5 to 9. It was not to angels that God subjected the world to come. So he's thinking about this already. He's going to talk about, he's going to quote Psalm 8. So he's already referring to it. Of which we are speaking. It has been testified somewhere. And he is talking about Psalm 8, 4 through 6. So here he goes. He quotes it. What is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you care for him? You have made him a little for a little while lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor, putting everything in subjection, everything in subjection. And now he's going to draw attention to the fact that it's just it's not true. Something's something's amiss here. Now, in putting everything in subjection to him, he left nothing outside his control, right? But at present, we don't see everything in subjection to him. Who's him? Man, human human beings. But... We see him who for a little while was made lower than the angels, namely Jesus. Now, I don't think this is a reference to Jesus, but this is a reference to Jesus. You check this out. You test this. 
I think he's going with the original intention of the psalm here. God put all things in subjection under the feet of humankind. But we don't see it that way. Everywhere you look, man is not uh, in wonderful control of the forces of nature around him so that he's flourishing everywhere. He's being devastated by disease and by pestilence and by famine and by floods. But what do we see? We see a representative man, him who for a little while was made lower than the angels as a man, namely Jesus And he is crowned with glory and honor because of his suffering of death so that he could, by grace, taste death for everyone. So Christ has come to rectify, rescue, rectify the the mess that man has got himself into in sin and and, uh, death, and he's going to take man's place, die for him, rise again, rule for him, and in him then we will regain the dominion that we were once supposed to have. So the solution that both Paul in in 1 Corinthians 15, 27 saw, the writer to the Hebrews sees here in 2, 5 to 9, namely that it's true that all things are not under man's feet the way God originally intended. But Jesus is the one who's fixing that by becoming lower than the heavenly beings, becoming a human being, being crowned with glory and honor, defeating death. And so let me let me put the summary statements like this. So first, God created man to have dominion over creation. You can see it in 126 Genesis, Genesis 1, 26 and following. You can see it in Psalm 8, number 2. Man was ruined by sin and death. And he lost his dominion and he is a victim of much misery now because of sin. Jesus now, as the representative Man deals with sin and death. He rises and he's crowned with glory and honor. And now for in him, in him, we regain Dominion over the creation. And we serve with Christ, in Christ, as God's deputies. That's the plan. And Psalm 8 was a beautiful statement of man's destiny as he was created 
and destiny as he was to attain it through the resurrection in Jesus Christ.